Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Latch Mama podcast. Melissa here. It is a rainy, cold January day in Richmond, Virginia, which is sometimes what happens all of January in Richmond, Virginia. And today we're going to talk about a really, really great topic. We're going to talk about something called COVID. (laughs) Just kidding. No, but seriously, we, uh, Lindy's here and we are going to chat a little bit about the impacts that COVID is still having on moms everywhere. So join us. You're listening to Latch Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, busy mom of six and owner of latchmama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. How are you? Good. <laughs> that was a very, very... I like, am good. A good, good. I am good today. You good? Yeah. You threw the, you're, you're through the worst of it, I feel like. I think we're in the clear. Yeah. Oh, that's a really, really strong, optimistic response to that question. Yes, but we're like day five after the last one and everybody feels good. And I do. I think we're okay. I feel confident saying that, but Um, watch somebody take me down. I saw something on Twitter (laughs) yesterday that said something crazy, like 40% of the population has had um, Omnicron at this point. Yeah. Um, You know, guys... We know that this isn't an incredibly safe topic for us to talk on simply mm-hmm. because there are so many thoughts on it. Um, we posted an engagement thing on Facebook and Instagram this week. I was just messing around at home. You know, I have homeschooled kids. We like to do some science stuff sometimes. And we pulled out antibody tests, which like the number one question on Facebook and Instagram was where you got those or where yeah. we got them. And it's so funny because right. right now we have to order um, rapid tests for the office um, through like a medical distribution company. It's the only way we can get enough of them. Um, we have rapid tests here in the office for families who work for us who don't have them. Um, and then we also take them as kind of a company or as a team anytime we get a shipment in because people can't stay six feet apart from one another when we're working on a shipment like that. So anyways, we have to buy rapid tests. Um, We buy them at $21 a test now, if anybody thinks that that is not crazy. Um, But anyways, I accidentally ordered a box of antibody tests instead of the rapid antigen test. So anyways, we had a whole bunch at home um, and we started playing with them. And I tested my breast milk um, and we trusted orange juice and Coke and water. And we just kind of played around with the kids and did a control. And, you know, my husband had been vaccinated with Johnson and Johnson. I had had Pfizer. We just kind of were looking at antibodies. And, um, you know, we have a nanny that works for us who has had COVID twice, who hasn't been vaccinated um and she breastfeeds as well so we wanted to look at antibodies there like literally we just nerded out as a family which is really really fun and cool to do sometimes um and teaching them about science but needless to say i thought it was really cool because you know nothing else tested positive for antibodies other than the blood of the people who'd been vaccinated or had the natural um, exposure to it and breast milk. So I thought it was cool. So I posted a picture of um, the positive test that showed that the breast milk had antibodies. Um, and it was probably one of the longest days I've had as like a business slash like social media owner in a really, really long time because it's a super polarizing topic. But I had such good intentions with the post. The intentions were to give moms everywhere just a little bit of reassurance that although we can't do a whole lot right now to protect ourselves and Mm -hmm. our families, um, 
and even what we do decide to do is polarizing. Um, you know, it is kind of neat to see those, bre- those breast milk yeah. in our bodies. So that led me to reading all of those comments <laughs> and saying, you know, what more can we do? Like, can, <laughs> can we go do something <laughs> where really only people can leave comments about how much they hate us and what we're saying, like on social media somewhere, maybe <laughs> that don't need to be moderated by anyone just because it was such an exhausting process. But honestly, where I struggle right now, and I will promise you, I'll let you talk in a second. You're fine. Where I, where I struggle right now, <laughs> two years into this pandemic, is the fact that, you know, I think news cycles happen. And I don't know too much about them. I took some classes in college on them. But, you know, things get trendy to for, you know, the news to talk about. And I feel like at the very beginning of the pandemic and slowly as we, like, ended that first stage before the vaccines came out everybody was talking about the impact it had on moms everybody was talking about how many moms had left the workforce and how they were teaching their kids at home and still having to work and how employers needed like flexible schedules like i literally was doing media interviews constantly because we have such a flexible work environment here either i did them terribly and nobody reaches out anymore or people just don't want to talk about it anymore yeah But here's the deal. I think it is just as much of an issue now in January 2022 as it was at the beginning and middle of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But when you stop talking about it, you stop connecting people. You stop building that community around the idea that, hey, I'm not alone in this. Hey, this is hard and I can recognize it's hard. And... I think I just wanted to get together today, not to talk about like vaccine, not vaccine or antibodies, not antibodies or mask or not mask, like all the crap that is in the news cycles. Mm-hmm. And I just want to like have a really real moment about how this is really, really hard for moms right now. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And you were talking about not necessarily today or anything, but just being a small business right mm-hmm. now and navigating it to yeah. where it's still all there, but the expectations on you feel or are different absolutely and then i think that's the same so Mm -hmm. you take these moms you know moms at home or wherever working moms any mom um and all these quarantines restrictions isolations they're still here they really haven't changed a whole lot but the normal life is expected to continue so i feel like back then there was that extra grace Mm -hmm. either offices were like no you're completely um you know work at home or there was do what just you can. The, do what yep. you can kind of vibe and it's just not it's it's not there it's right almost now. like hey you're not gonna die from it anymore but i still expect you to be a mom and yeah. an employee and you know keep your shit together mm-hmm. um because apparently it's not gonna really kill you necessarily anymore and i feel like that is such a terrible terrible place to get because what's happening is we're still having daycare centers close. Mm-hmm. We're still having close contacts after a positive case have to stay at home from public school, from daycares. And then you have to somehow navigate that as a human being, whether it's a father or a mother, and figure out how you're going to cover childcare and how you're also going to get your job done. And you really, really hope mm-hmm. that you have a flexible boss that. I don't know, two years into this, like I'm still super flexible, but we also know that Latch Mama is an anomaly in the business world in the sense that everybody gets to be a mom first. And no matter how hard this gets to be, it's still going to be that way. I'd rather go down making sure people, you know, get to be themselves than, you know, 
any other way. But I don't know. It's just, it, it, it's hard for me because there is so much mental energy as well as physical energy at this point to try and keep families moving forward. Um, and I think it needs to be talked about. Do you want to give us a little bit, um, of an insight of just how, what you had to navigate with six kids and public school and just some of like the extra stuff that comes with navigating COVID right now? Yeah. I look back at like the beginning and I was trying to remember back to where, when it happened, I feel like it was a Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. And there was all the talk. I mean, yep, you knew things were going on, but it's like, are they going to be back in school Monday? Like, it was like that first taste of like, your life can change at any moment. Mm-hmm. Like my phone could call right now and I will have whoever at home for which whatever days. Which I feel like is a pretty typical thing <clears throat> as a parent. Like at any point, especially as you have one to two to three to four kids or whatever, and you have a job, like your phone can ring at any minute and you can go. But this is like, kind of like you're waiting for the boulder to catch up with you. It's like Indiana Jones and like you're running and you're running as fast as you can. And the boulder's chasing you. And like, what can you do? You can give them vitamins in the morning. You can wash your hands. You can wear masks if you're into that. Like, but even so as a parent, I mean, you think about the questions that we hear on after hours or just motherhood in general, what change does to us, you know, change with an infant. They're not napping anymore. Like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be forever. Like, what do I do? And, and, and it's completely real. And honestly, I, I had that with four, five and six children. It is very hard to be like, it's all good. Like we're going to be okay. Like it's hard to navigate that anxiety. And you know, when that mom brains turned on all the directions that it tries to go, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I just remember back to that time and no, they didn't go back and they were supposed to try to do this online work, which I gave them a whole lot of grace. This because was like back in 2020. This was like over a year ago. Um, yeah. Two, two years, years ago. Yeah. Like yeah. Literally, it's I, all a blur and it's, it's okay if it's a blur to you too, because it is. Yeah. It's. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that led in, at least for our journey, knowing that they were going to be virtual Mm-hmm. And knowing that I had four children, well, I already had one in middle school that was on a Chromebook and he'd already turned that Chromebook in four different times for new ones to navigate the issues fixed very quickly or whatever. But just knowing that these, the government issued Chromebooks are a bit of a pain to sometimes work with. So then I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to have four elementary kids and one middle schooler wasn't too worried about him navigating on and off calls Mm-hmm. for the duration of the school day. And so in the end, we decided to do our own thing. And we'd been down the homeschooling route before, so I really wasn't too concerned about it. And I mean, that was the best move for us that year. We really, mm-hmm. it was a hard year. Um, but does we it did, somewhat- I, I was working, I did have help, so yeah. I can't, it's not like I was doing all of this, but um, that did help us a little bit not have to deal with some of these other tricky things trying to get on this these chromebooks and trying to learn at home and so now they're back in school yeah They've so this been year in they are back in our area and i don't know if this is the way it is in the rest of the country what is it so if you're not vaccinated and you're in school and you've had exposure i mean it's changed <laughs> it's changed like five times yeah. i think at the beginning when it started you were out for what 10 days after the exposure seven days after the exposure yeah you were you out your exposure is day zero next day is day one you can test day five if it's and negative like, you can return on day eight 
and what's for dinner and, and mm-hmm. who needs checkups yeah. and <clears throat> who has sports practice and can the kid go to sports practice that's outside if they've been yeah, exposed yeah. or here's this one like can employees come to work who have a kid at home who has been exposed does that mean if they're asymptomatic and you can't find a test or they're not testing positive yet on a thing can they can they come to work yeah. and like my brain's I mean, tired just it is, thinking of it it is absolutely exhausting um so if you're tired it's okay and uh i think we all need to admit that it's okay to be tired and i think that that's what happens when it falls out of the news cycles and when it falls out of anybody giving attention to it you start to feel like you're the only one and you start to feel like there's something Mm -hmm. wrong with you and why should this be hard because nobody's talking about it being hard Mm -hmm. we brought it up in an after hours for those of you who don't know we go live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on the Latch Trauma Facebook page. But Lindy and I were talking about COVID one night because it was exhausting. It was right when school started after Mm -hmm. the holidays and it was scary. And I think we were both scared about life starting back up again. And there were some people who enjoyed us talking about it, but the majority of people told us that they didn't want to hear about it and they wanted to move on to the next cycle, which I think is important. And I agree But I also think by ignoring things, you stop building that community and you stop building the fact that it's okay to feel the way that we feel. Um, I know here one of the big issues that we're having is it's really hard to find tests. Um, So you then have to navigate mentally. Hey, my kid has this. Do I test them? Do I send them to school? school because it's really not a big deal you know like yeah not not saying covid's not a big deal but like hey they had a stomach ache after they ate four pieces of pizza what do i do you know or like hey they have a scratchy throat but the heat was on really high last night is it just dry is it just dry air do i keep them home from school because it could be covid but i don't have a Mm -hmm. test because i used my last test the last time somebody said that they didn't feel well which kids say i feel like all the time especially kids who have been living for the past two years in a pandemic who also probably have anxiety and are scared of everything too. Yep. I Sometimes I have like, my brain just, just goes to mush and, you know, maybe I can connect with those people who are like, I, I can't, like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Like it just, yeah. it just drains me. So like totally understand. Um, but like what we recently went through as far as with the test and um, the schools used to make it to where it had to be a PCR test. And, Finding those. What are we like four days out here in our area to even get tested? Yeah. I feel but like this was like a couple months ago. Okay. Where it was, um, you know, a little bit easier to find these things, but also you got to go and find an appointment and get there and do it. And so recently with how hard it is to not even just get a rapid test. So now um, when I had one that was sick and we had this positive test, I like emailed the school nurse and I'm like, please tell me you accept these because... I can't stand having not only to go run out and take up another test that someone else could be using, but also to navigate that with children at home. Because you wanted his days to start. That's why you needed school to. Well, I wanted to make sure that she would accept that. As what? (laughs) As proof of a positive, because then she's covered for 90 days. Like this is like the anxiety over 
as a parent. Yeah. So it's because not she's only not like, a vaccinated child. So it's, so so it's not only like, hey, my kid has COVID. Let me like literally tamper down my anxiety that has been building for the past two years about what happens if you get COVID. Mm-hmm. Let me not take care of my kid. Like, let me take care of my kid. Let me, you know, relax a little bit into this situation. Mm-hmm. But let me also let school know so that on the other side of this, mm-hmm. If she is exposed in the next 90 days, she can stay in school. Yeah. Which is just crazy. It's like insane it's like, to me. It's like this additional it's step, like- which I get and I understand why it's important and, and I understand it, but it's like, how much more like literally can you put on our plates at this point? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, I I remember I told you, I was like, you should have seen the email I just had to send the nurse because I literally had to break down by kid a vaccination status were they exposed? Were they not? Were they fully isolated? Were they, you know, affected when they can return? And all of them were all different. Like they're, they were all different because one's had it. So she's good to go. And the other one hasn't. Oh, this one, this one was exposed the week prior, but now the exposures bumped because she was exposed this day. And the nurse literally just responded with like three laughing emojis and was like, thank you. Like I, I so feel for, the oh my people gosh. in these Can positions because I I can't even imagine like what she's been through this year. Because here's the deal. They're not just it's not getting them the doing anxiety it. and they're not just getting the anxiety from moms who are calling with sick kids who are suddenly very anxious. Because I don't think that you can read the data. You can you, you can read <laughs> the data doesn't even match itself. You can read you can read what you can on the latest variant. You can decide what you want to decide in terms of how dangerous it is to us vaccinated boosted kids whatever Mm -hmm. so suddenly you have all of this anxiety and you're interacting with another human being which is not always the best thing um from a health standpoint um but then you're also having to be like kind with this person who is about to tell you that your entire life is going to be locked down for the next what seven to ten days Mm -hmm. and you have no idea is that person living paycheck to paycheck can that person go to work at this point do they have childcare options and that's where like I have to check my privilege all the time because I get anxiety over this and like anxiety over having sick kids and like Mm -hmm. trying to navigate it all but I don't even have that extra step I don't even have to worry about and I would hope that nobody here at Latch Mama feels like they ever have to worry about that but can you think about all of the hundreds of thousands of families across the nation right now that have to deal with the idea that like they have to figure out how their family perhaps is going to eat and how they're going to get to work because they all suddenly have a sick kid that can't go back to school for seven yeah. to 10 days. And then what do you do? Do you, uh, I don't know. It's I don't. Just, I think, I think a lot of parents, they end up having to do what they need to do. I'm sure a lot of kids and maybe not the super young ones, but I think there's a lot of middle, middle schoolers, even older elementary kids that are fending for themselves at home. Just like they um, were two years ago. Like we're like, not, hey, we're not in a open better your place. laptop and yeah. you're responsible for your education today. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like that's a just, you know, for the parents and the children, the young kids out yeah. there right now. I, cause I think that, which was the mama on here who, um, I forget which was, oh, more harm than good. Yeah. Just on the little ones. And there are days that I'm just like, you know, these kids are just getting hit so hard. Where we, um, yeah, where we struggle a little bit these years. as like a household is the idea that 
when it first came out, it was so jarring, you know, and it was like, we're going to mask, we're going to stay away, we're going to lock down, mm-hmm. friends can't come over, we're staying. And I think we can't lose sight of the fact that that was probably extremely scary for kids. So yeah. suddenly COVID and the word COVID, I know at least in our house, became this very, very, very scary thing. It was a thing that killed, that killed grandparents. You know, it was a thing that if your grandparents got it, your grandparents may die. And that was how it was introduced to them. And I mean, maybe not quite as abrasively as I just said, but it was hitting them from all angles because nobody knew. Nobody knew. Nobody knew if it was on surfaces. Nobody knew if it was in the air. Nobody Mm -hmm. knew, you know, necessarily what the comorbidities were. Nobody knew how to treat it. Like it was terrifying. It was terrifying as an adult, let alone as a kid suddenly that couldn't go to soccer practice or couldn't go to swim practice or couldn't see their grandparents. So Mm -hmm. now we're two years in. They're most likely, what, 40 to 50% on the end of this wave will have had it. You somehow have to teach them that, hey, it's, it, it, yeah, it's the same thing. It has the same word. Yeah, you technically have COVID, but you're not going to die from it. Grandma, or you're yeah. hopefully not going to die from it. You know, like it's just this complete change that now we have the responsibility as parents yeah, to help them through this with the least amount of emotional damage as possible. Well, you were... Um- I was on the phone with you, right? When mm-hmm. little one came down and she's like, and I, do, I don't want to have COVID. Yeah. And I'm like, I wish that word wasn't even in your vocabulary. Like it just, it doesn't need to be. And mm-hmm. then I was on the phone with my mother-in-law one day and I was just reminding her it was on a really hard day that she was sick. Mm-hmm. And I said, mom, like, we're not messing with breathing. Like you call 911. And then a kid comes in and he's like, who's 911? And I'm like, yeah. no, like just... Just the anxiety around that whole word and all of it is just And we're not trying with this podcast to increase anxiety at all, which I'm sure in some people, hopefully they know themselves enough that they'll stop listening if it gets there. We really just want to talk about it in the sense that like you're not alone. Like it is a very, Mm -hmm. very hard road to navigate that. I mean, it's the first time. Right. I mean, I mean, who there's no books, there's no there's nobody really out there trying to tell us or help us right now in terms of how to navigate this thing that I mean, I think it's probably maybe a good thing in the end that so many people, especially kids, are going to get it and have gotten it in the last few weeks. But at the same time, nobody prepared you at the beginning of the pandemic to speak softly to your children about it. Everybody said, no, the kids are the ones carrying it. The kids are going to be the ones that end up hurting the older people, you know, but suddenly we have to back that down and say, hey, it's okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to get through this. Like it, it just... It makes Mm -hmm. me all like angry and sad at the same time right now because it's not. And then there's no support, you know, and then there's there's nobody out there talking about it right now and talking about how hard it is. So, yeah, if you're tired, if you feel like this has been going on forever, if you feel like everybody is ignoring moms again. uh, Yeah, you're probably right. But we're here and there's a lot of people going through it. Yeah. And I think for me, it's just. It's a reminder and it's not always easy to do, but I'm like, just take a deep breath and you take the information that's given for, to you mm-hmm. and you just do the best that you can, mm-hmm. you know, as a mom and, and you, know you just kids. try to make a responsible decision. If something's a little off one day, just take a day. Like maybe you don't send them to school because they say their throat hurts for a day, but like yeah. we don't, I don't leap to that mm-hmm big time anxiety that where I used to, because all we can do is just do our best. 
it, you know, and make the best choices we can as a mom and yeah. keep living. And I 100% agree with that. But I think it also and where I'm trying to continue to check myself comes from a little bit of privilege in the sense of, hey, I can stay home with my kid if they have a stuffy nose or whatever. I had somebody on my Instagram feed that I was reading that really hoped in like a backwards way that her daughter's PCR came back positive because that meant she got to use her COVID days to stay at home with her. But instead... It wasn't. It didn't come back positive. So she had to use her normal leave days and she's a teacher and she's pregnant and she's getting ready to have a baby. So all of the time that she spent that week that she spent at home with her kid because she was scared she had COVID. So she didn't send her back to school, waited for a PCR test to come back. PCR test was negative. All of those days that she stayed at home now come out of her maternity leave for her next kid because the kid didn't have COVID. But she thought she was doing the responsible thing by keeping a kid with a fever. And, you know, then the fever went away. But, you know, you have to go get them a PCR at that point to figure out if they're still carrying COVID. It's all so complicated. And I think that it all comes back to one of our largest missions here, which is literally relook at the way we treat women in the workforce, like give yeah. them the flexibility to be mothers and to be employees at the same time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's just hard. But you know, yeah, and kids. I hope, I mean, I hope I didn't say the wrong thing because no, you didn't. I also hope that we as women and mothers extend that grace, you know, to have a friend who is single and a child has, you know, a bit of a runny nose or, you know, I hope they don't like, I think if it was me, the kid would go to school. Like with, I would just, with a, rat, with a negative rapid, no, just with a runny nose. Like it's the middle of winter. Like I just, yeah. at some point, I think you have to really look at it. And if you have to be at work and you don't have the ability to stay home with them, that's a decision I would make. If they had multiple symptoms but or even a low fever, I would, that, I think that would be a more responsible mm -hmm. thing to keep them out of school. But I think and it also <laughs> just comes back to like what we talked about in the last podcast is that you don't know what road somebody's walking. Like you don't yeah, know you somebody's don't. situation. So I'm like, not going to judge anybody else's yeah, you don't know decisions. If, yeah. I think you do the best that you can right now. And we try to love on each other yep. and support each other if yeah. we can. Absolutely. So the whole point of this podcast was to let you guys know that we see you. We know that it's tough. We know that there are so many decisions to be made every single day for the health of your kids, for your relationships with others, your relationships with extended family and care providers. And uh, it's all super hard and it's okay to say it's hard. So yeah. thanks guys. 